Good morning, live stream. We are so happy to join you today for worship, and I have a couple people to introduce you to. First of all, my name is Star, and I'm excited to be your host today. We also have Jason and Sarah, our moderators, so if you have your little chat box open online, you can shoot them a a good morning, or um, you can even send them some prayer requests, and we'll be praying for you. I'm hoping to even pray for some of you guys uh, a little bit in a few minutes. But I also have some very important friends here to my left that I wanted to introduce you to, and this is Sarah Berg and Tillman Zinn, and they are a couple of our interns that we are going to have this summer, and so I thought it'd be fun to introduce you guys and kind of let you hear from them. So I'm going to interview them, and I'm going to hand the microphone off to each of you for the questions so you guys can give us your answers. Okay, so first of all, I'd love for you guys to tell us a little bit about yourselves. Like, what do you guys do? We know that you're going to be here for the summer, but what do you do during the school year? Great. Um, I just finished my freshman year at Taylor University in Indiana. Um, so that was, yeah, that was a great year. I'm studying elementary education. Um, you know, just hang out with my friends, longboard. I like to read. Um, nice. Yeah. Good to know. what about you? Uh, so I just finished... Um, Two years at Ecola Bible College in Cannon Beach, Oregon. Nice. And you graduated, right? Yeah, I graduated. Congrats. That's exciting. Big things. They are accomplishing big things. So we're excited to have them this summer. Okay, uh, another question. Some people watching might even be surprised that we have summer interns. You guys are oftentimes busy, but behind the scenes. So tell us a little bit about what summer interns do, and more specifically, what you're going to be doing this summer. Um, yeah, we just help out the church in any way we can. Um, specifically for me, I know that I'll be helping out Kirsten in the kids' kingdom with the kids' classes, teaching every Sunday. Um, you know, just getting together with her, working on some stuff, and sports camp as well, which we're excited for. It's a big one. <laughs> so this summer we'll be helping with kids' activities. Nice. Good deal. That's exciting. Okay. And um, what are you, there, I'm going to kind of combine this one. I want to know what you guys are most excited about and how we can partner in prayer with you guys, because we would love to be praying for you. And I know our online community are great prayer warriors. We'd love to do that. So what are you excited for, and how can we pray for you? I, I think sports camp I'm most exci excited for, just um, bringing in that arts um, concept and getting the community together. Um, and then prayer, I think I want to be um, more intentional and present this summer um, as my last normal summer here before my parents leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a big one. I think, uh, oh, what's the question? Uh, what are you most excited for and, um, and how can we pray for you? Uh, I'm most excited to see where God's ca calling me and I'm probably just be good and intentional with like and present with people. Yeah. Well, guys, we are so blessed to have you as a congregation to be serving in this way. And um, can we just give them a hand, those of you that are here? Yeah, good job. This was your first test and you did great. <laughs> so you guys can go ahead and have a seat. Thanks, you guys. It's really fun to see um, our youth grow up to be adults, because they're not youth anymore, they're totally adults, and to serve in this way, it's really beautiful, and I'm having flashbacks of when I used to help in Kids Kingdom, and, and they might have been in there, so anyway, um, it's, it's fun, it's fun to see this full circle thing. 
Okay, we've got a couple announcements for you guys, um, just to kind of keep you in the loop. Um, first of all, we've got Disco's Got Talent. You've probably heard us talking all about it, and I know it's not until July 14th, but registration is already open, and we would love for you guys to go ahead and um, click on our link, get in there, register your family, book a babysitter. It's summer, you guys. Babysitters are going to go fast, so book a babysitter and make it a night out for your family. If you want to perform, we actually have a talent show that's going to be happening, and and um, it's not too late to audition for that either. And you can put that in the comments and we'll get back to you. We actually have auditions after church today, but we'll have another one in June as well. Um, but this is actually not just a fun talent night, but we are doing a fundraiser for one of our dear families in our church that is going on mission. And we want to support them in a fun way because if you know them, they're a really fun family. And so we thought this would be totally appropriate to um, kind of send them off and bless them in this way. So, um, yeah, be looking for that July 14th and register online. And then baptism Q&A. Next week after church, we're going to have a baptism Q&A. If you have questions and can't be here, you can still um, send us those questions online, and we would love to address them. Also, if you're considering this for yourself, um, baptism, this is a great first step just to ask a few questions. What is baptism? Why is it important? What do we believe about it? And Pastor John would love to answer those things. Um, we also, our next baptism is June 11th, and so this is a little bit of a prep for that, to just let people know what baptism is about and so that they have time to consider that. And you might be one of those people that needs to think about it and consider it. Um, and also, there's a, a virtual connection card. You know, we talk about connection cards all the time at church because we just want to get to know you. We want to know you're here, and also we want to be praying for you. It's a great way, too, if you have other questions, if you see little things coming up um, online and you wonder, like, when is that happening or where is that going to be? You know, you can put that on your virtual connection card. We'd love to hear from you. There's lots more coming up soon that I'm just going to briefly touch on. Uh, we have the Rainier's game coming July 2nd, and that registration is also open. So you could just be like booking fun summer stuff, you guys. We have sports and art camp, which we mentioned with the interns, and that is coming up. You'll hear more about that uh, a little bit later in the service. And then Discovery Camp Out in August. We're doing it, you guys. So get ready. Get your tents ready. August 25th through 27th. So save those dates. Put that on your summer calendar so nothing else goes over it. And um, also, I want to, I think Jason is going to shoot me a couple texts, maybe. Maybe he already did. Um, nope. Okay, that's fine. We were going to maybe send you, a, uh, or I was going to pray over a couple prayer requests if we'd already gotten those. And so I am going to just pray for you guys real briefly, um, because God knows what's going on in your heart and in your home, and we want to partner with you through that. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for our live stream family and our family that's already coming in through the doors right now, Lord. Thank you that um, you are the God that is beyond space and time, that you can join us in unity um, from all corners of the globe and that we can worship together to today. So Lord, I pray um, your blessings over each home that is tuned in right now. I pray for your blessings over each family and home that's represented here in our auditorium as well. Lord, I pray your spiritual um, protection and encouragement. And Lord, I pray that we would connect with you in a real way. Lord, I thank you that you sh you're here. You show up every Sunday. Lord, let this time be an investment in the rest of our week. We love you and we come to bless you and be blessed by you. In your name, amen. All right, let's worship, you guys. It's good to see your shiny faces. Everyone, welcome to Discovery. It was exciting uh, during that live stream bump to hear about all the things that are coming our way 
this summer at Discovery. And we're going to hear a little bit more about it later in the service. I'd like to invite everyone to please stand as we turn our hearts in worship um, to a Father who's loving, who wants to know us and meet with us. Man, it's good to know that. And uh, let's just draw near to the Father this morning. I know that he wants to speak to us. This Friday night, this past Friday night, we met for a night of worship. It was our first one. We're going to have several this summer. And, you know, it was space where we could really just kind of camp out in the presence of God. We had all the time in the world, and it was, it was powerful. I was thinking about how that kind of time is too rare. And uh, I just want to encourage you guys, sometimes in worship, if you're not quite sure, like, what to do, because <laughs> I felt like we had a lot of space that night. And I think sometimes it's, it's like in a new relationship. You're like, what do we say? Am I supposed to be talking? Is the other person supposed to be talking? Um, I think it's God's Spirit wants to teach us how to really just be still before Him. So maybe just take a breath, close your eyes, and say, God, I hope I'm doing this right. <laughs> I want to meet with you. And I promise you, He wants you to draw near. God, we ask for your loving, loving arms and words and presence to be what we make much of today. It's so good to be in your house. Come and meet with us. You are welcome here. You are welcome here. Sing that with me. You are welcome here, Holy One. You are welcome here. You are welcome here. You are welcome here, Holy One. And Spirit of God, come like the dawn, open the heavens on us. We want to know you, we want to know you. Yes, we do, God. Oh, have your way with us today. Speak your word to us today. Mm -hmm. And make your presence known. Make your presence known. Make your presence known. Holy One. Sing that again. Make your presence known. Make your presence known. Make your presence known. Holy One and Spirit of God, come like the dawn. 
Open the heavens on us. We want to know you. We want to know you. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, come like the dawn. Open the heavens on us. We want to know you. We want to know you. Let your glory fall and let your glory fall. Let your glory fall. Let your glory fall on us. Let your glory fall. Let your glory let your glory fall on us. Let your glory fall. Let your glory fall. Let your glory fall on us. Sing, Spirit of God. And Spirit of God, come like the dawn, open the heavens on us. We want to know you, we want to know you. God, it's so good to know that you can be known, that you've already made yourself known and your great love through your Son. God, you've laid out paths of righteousness for us through your word. I pray that you would ready our hearts to hear from you this morning. Come like the dawn, open the heavens, God. We want to meet with you this morning. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. You can have a seat. It's great to see you guys. It cooled off a little, right, this weekend? A little bit. <laughs> And a little bit in here, too. I think they're, they're hopeful of the sunshine coming out. So I know we, we've got the AC on for you, you guys. <laughs> We're optimistic here in the Northwest. <laughs> 
Well, hello and welcome and good job being here this morning. It's a great way to start your week. I want to uh, direct your attention to the worship folders hopefully you got when you came in. You guys, summer's coming and we've got a lot going on. We've got a lot going on today and this month and this summer. And so um, some of the things you'll find in there, and I trust that you can read those, and some of the things I'll kind of direct your attention to. The first of it being the connection card. As you know, this is just like gold to us. We love to hear from you. We want to know um, what's going on in your life. If you have a prayer request, this is a perfect place to put it, and our prayer team will be praying over it this week. And um, also, if you have any questions about any of the things that are coming up, you can write it on here if something's not super clear, and we'll get back to you for that as well. So I want to direct your attention to a few things that are going on. One, um, next week, uh, we have a baptism Q&A coming up um, after service. Um, If you guys are interested in um, getting baptized or you just have some questions, you're kind of mulling it over in your head, this is a great opportunity for you to come and talk to Pastor John, get some questions answered. And this is all in preparation for our next baptism service, which will be here in the the high school pool, and that's June 11th. So if that um, is interesting to you, definitely mark your calendar for that, and then come to that baptism Q&A and get some of those questions answered. Also today after service, we have a couple things going on um, around the school. One is a listening session um, with Pastor John where we're going to be listening to him tell us about our relationship with the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, There's a few things that that he'd like to update us on, and um, that will, I think that that's in your bulletin, but that's um, right after service, and I will tell you where it is as we get closer to the end of service. We also have the Disco's Got Talent auditions. The first one, right? We've got a couple. We've got a couple. So if you're like, oh no, I have so much talent and I'm not ready yet, um, you'll have time. But today is our first audition. <laughs> and we would um, love to see you there. And really, it's, it's not going to be super intimidating, right? It's not like, it's not like um, one of those judging shows yet. Gong uh-huh. that we're using is quite small. Okay, it's I'm a teasing. Small gong. Small that's gong. that's it. See, these people don't know the Gong Show. That's right. Never mind. <laughs> no, it's just to support our talent. Okay, good deal. This way, they know how many microphones you need, or things like that, or if they can help you in any way. But also, it's a chance for you to show off a little bit of that talent or non-talent. We're we're not, you know, we'll take it. We'll take whatever. But that's happening after after service today as well. But right now, I'd love to invite a few more Discovery friends up on stage. Kirsten. She's chatting right now, but she's going to come up here and talk to you a little bit about sports camp. Here she comes. She's so popular. Let's give her a hand. I'm so interested in this box back here. Is it a beatbox? Okay, I was told that if I didn't come up with a pun, I'd be never get to come up again. So I'm just, I don't know. Um, So I'm Kirsten Stave and Kids Ministry Director here at Discovery. If I have not had the opportunity to meet you, I am so excited to get to share that we are offering a sports and arts camp this summer. And I'm even more excited to introduce our co-director. Zandra and Riley, come on over. So I just barely kind of met you guys, and then I had the opportunity to sit with you, share with you about the idea of sports camp, pray with you, and it's just through these um, steps that I just felt very clear that um, God was 
inviting us to lean in together in this way. And so I just want to invite them both to share a little bit about our heart for sports camp and how you might pray about being a part. So I'll just share a little bit about what's on my heart and why we wanted to say yes to this. Um, I think being invested in the community that you're in is really important. Um, it's a really big value for Xander and I. And as I've been praying, like the verse that keeps coming to my mind is Malachi 4, 6, which says, he will, um, he will turn the hearts of the children to the parents and the parents to the children. And I think that investing in our next generation is one of the ways that we show the love of Jesus. Um, and it's one of the ways that our world is going to become a better place. Um, and so that's a big reason why it's on my heart. I also know that we have people that, that come here that go to Mary Lyon, which is where the sports and arts camp is going to be. And also the Ernst, the Ernst family. Yeah. So Tad and Savannah and their kids. And also. Uh, yeah, it's Mary Lyon is on A Street, which is about three blocks away from where I grew up, which is really fun. Um, so I'm excited to do the sports camp in the neighborhood where I grew up and love on the kids that are living there as well. Um, yeah, we go into the dates. Um, the camp dates are July 25th through 28th. Um, and we'll have a volunteer rally on the 24th. Um, so yeah, there's lots of volunteer opportunities for you guys to join us if you wanna um, be involved with coaching the sports or helping with the art activities, or if you don't wanna do that, you could do snacks, um, you could do registration. There's lots of opportunities, yeah. And we just really want to bathe this whole thing in prayer. So if you want to be a part of a, a prayer team that prays over um, the event and um, that, you know, Jesus would move through it, that would be an awesome place as well. So Disco, we also need your help. Um, we're looking for volunteers and we're going to have a table um, out. What is it called? The Rotunda or something? Rotundra. Tundra. There we go. Um, so we're going we're gonna to be over there if you want to get some more information about um, ways you can volunteer and help. And then I'm just going to pray real quick for these two, and then I'll hand it back to Star. Is that all right? Okay. And um, we didn't mention sports camp, so we'll be 6 to 8. So we'll be in the evenings. So if that helps with working folks, we would love to have your consideration and prayer about that. Yeah. All right. Lord God, we just thank you for the way that you call us imperfect people to trust you and to step forward. Um, in faith, that you will um, use us, Lord. You don't need us, but you take joy in um, the ways that you've created us to love on our neighbors and as an expression of loving you with all of our heart and our minds and our souls and our strength. Thank you for Sandra and Riley and their yeses. I pray, Lord, as a family of believers that we would be able to love our neighbors in just a very practical way through this sports and arts camp this summer. We love you and we trust this whole process to you. Amen. Amen. And while they make their way off the stage, I'm going to just use that few seconds to plug it as well. You guys, I didn't realize my, when I was new here how big sports camp was. We have such a rich tradition doing this, and it takes a church to put it on. So if you think that, well, somebody else might sign up for that little volunteer position, it, it's like disco puts it on. So it, 
think about what you want to do for it. I'm just going to lean into that. Maybe Kirst won't, won't do that so much, but I can. So, <laughs> so be thinking how you can bless those. And it really does work well with, with, um, with work schedules and all that. Plus, it's so fun. You get here and you realize, wow, I've been missing out because everyone, everyone shows up and helps out. It's great. Okay, well, let's shift. We're going to talk a little bit about um, just how to prepare our hearts for for today, for being here. We're going to worship a little bit more, and we're on week two of our teaching series, um, Soil, How to Grow, and it's it's already been rich, and I did not mean that as a pun, but Kirst would be proud of me because I just did it. We'll also take some time to pray together and uh, worship through our giving back to God time. We'll sing a little bit more, and then we'll close out with some reminders and um, send you off to do whatever you need to do, whether it's uh, another little meeting here or whether it's to enjoy your Sunday together. All right. Well, let's, let's stand and worship, right? Let's just let's worship the Lord.
to gather together as your people, we ask. We ask only that you and your name and your will will be glorified through us. And I know that I know that our days and hours are sometimes bombarded with other idols, things that grab the attention and capture our mind and our energy. And this morning, though, Father, we we look back and we look forward and we say that there is nothing that is more important to this soul and that you, your mission, your purpose, your heart, the name of your son would be lifted up high in this moment, but in our lives, Father. We live in a generation that is hungry and thirsty, like a, David wrote, like a parched land. Father, the land is parched, it is thirsty, and you took, you handpicked us for this generation, and you planted us here as a city on a hill, as a light in the dark room, as salt, and preserving, flavorful, needed, and necessary. And all, oh, Father, may it not be that we are just thrown out and trampled. May you live out your, your life and your purpose in your church. And so I'm asking Jesus in the next few moments as we open your word, that you open our hearts. God, I pray that we walk out as different men and different women because of these moments in your word. When we say that you're all we want, we are not asking for a goose bump. We are not asking for a moment of entertainment or reprieve. We are asking that your Holy Spirit fill us for the glory of God. In Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 Please be seated. Welcome again to Discovery. We're honored that you are here. Take your Sunday to be here with us. We mean that. We... We pray, we pray individually, and we pray collectively, and we prayed for you. So you were prayed for this morning, and that right now it is God's heartbeat that you are here, and he will speak. He speaks. We open his word every time, and uh, you and I can count on that. I'm going to encourage you to open your Bible to Luke chapter 8. We're in a series called Soil, and we're talking about how to grow and last week, our first week in this, it's a short series, it's three weeks long. Last week we talked about how to respond to the reach of the Father. And we talked about the initiative that God takes, and that right now God is, he's not sleepy, he's not on vacation, he's not far off, but he's actively pursuing each and every one of us. And we talked about how to, how to be tender and soft to the touch of God. And, uh, you know, many of us, that's a, just a needed message because we get a little bit cold, a little numb. Amen? Amen. Okay, so today we're going to shift and we're going to talk about how to create a culture of growth in our life so we can continue to grow. So as I get older, I get more tender. Some of us, as we get older, we get more stiff, right? Our, our back gets stiff and our legs get stiff. We have that knee that keeps aching. And worse yet is our soul gets stiff to the touch of God, and we stop really growing to the tender touch of God. Today we're going to talk about how to, 
how to stay tender, how to keep growing in life, all right? And what we're going to do is we're going to reread the passage we read last week. We're going to read through this incredible parable that Jesus tells in Luke chapter 8. So I want to encourage you, just open up your Bible to Luke 8. If you don't have a Bible with you, again, use the YouVersion app. Most of it will show up on the screen on my right or my left. So read along with me. Um, Starting in chapter uh, 8 in the Gospel of Luke, it says, After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and one village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. Verse 4, it says, while a large crowd was gathering and a people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. We talked last week about how Jesus in Luke chapter 8 begins to shift his teaching ministry to use more and more parables. He teaches, he gives this parable, and the parable is this. Verse 5, a farmer went out to sow, a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up, and some fell on rocky ground. And when that seed came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Verse 7 says, Other seed fell among the thorns which grew up and choked the plants, and still other seed fell on good soil. Everybody say good soil. Good soil. Some fell on good soil, and it came up and it yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. And when he had said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. And we talked about this last week as Jesus is calling us to be soft and tender to his, his voice. And then in, in verse 9, the disciples come up and they say, ask Jesus, what does this mean? And then in verse 10, Jesus says, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God have been given to you. But to others, I speak in parables so that though seeing they may not see, and though hearing they may not understand. And then verse 11, Jesus says, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. And those along the path are the ones who hear, and the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. And the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures. And they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart. Hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So I have shared quite openly my struggles to grow good stuff. Okay? It's been quite public that I'm struggling to grow lilacs. But I just want to know we're turning the corner. Okay? I didn't bring the picture. But we got a little lilac, it's good. there's hope, right? So, uh, but, so anyway, the, the ongoing struggle for me is I struggle to grow good stuff. I, I struggle to grow lilacs, I struggle to grow a peach tree. I've been nurturing this darn peach tree for like four years, just trying to keep it alive, all right? Pears, can, I'm sorry, tomatoes, I struggle, and... Now, I I just want to confess, though, that I I don't struggle with all things. I mean, I don't want to be prideful or anything, but I can grow. There's some things I grow so well, like cobwebs. Like, if you need a cobweb, just come see me. I'm like ants or those like flying little like uh, fruit flies. I can multiply those like nobody's business. 
You know what I'm talking about? Like weeds, morning glory, you need help in that department. It's, I got that, right? But the, the things I struggle with is the good stuff that I want to grow. And it should be so simple. You know, when you buy something, whatever you buy, it comes with these huge instruction manuals. But when you buy a tomato plant, one little itty bitty card. They're like, hey, we've set this up for success. This thing's going to grow. This thing has been designed for fruit. You just need to provide a few simple things, a culture or an environment where this thing will grow. That's all you have to do. And I I just want to say, friends, is that the same is true for you and me, is that you were designed by God to grow and keep growing. You're designed by God to grow and keep growing into your pre-designed and predetermined purpose from the living God. And there are some simple things that you and I need to do. And Jesus, I talked earlier about, I just said it briefly, that Jesus shifts in Luke chapter 8. He begins using parables. He does not use parables to make things cloudy or make things mysterious. He uses parables because he wants to remove the mystery to make things so simple and so clear to you and I. Thus, we have verse 15. In Luke chapter 8, verse 15, Jesus gets so simple here about growth. He says, the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word. Everybody say, hear the word. Who hear the word, retain it. Everybody say, retain it. And by persevering, produce a crop. Persevering, produce a crop. Jesus says, I want you to know, you were designed for growth. There are some simple things that you need to do to protect the ongoing growth in your life. To keep growing tender even as you're growing older. To keep growing closer even as life gets harder. And life gets harder, doesn't it? It doesn't have to mean that you grow further and further away from the Father's heart as life gets faster or slower or more difficult. It is God's heartbeat and design and intention for you and for me to grow close. Listen, I long for you. I long for this church. I pray for you to not stay in the same place where you are staying. Don't settle for stagnant. Okay, I had three yas. But listen, don't settle for stagnant. It is God's heartbeat for you to continue to grow until your last and dying day. And today, I'm just, we're just going to share the three simple things that Jesus shares with us that we must guard to have that culture or that environment of growth, okay? And there are three simple things. Number one, I wrote down in my notes this, this way, position yourself to drink deeply, Jesus simply uses the phrase, hear the word. Now, when Jesus says hear, he wasn't saying you need to be able to audibly pick up like, you know, sound waves. What Jesus is saying is that you need to be intentional about listening and hearing and receiving the word of God. Romans chapter 10 says this, consequently, faith comes from, faith comes from, let's do it again, faith comes from what? Faith comes from hearing. Paul goes on, he says, 
hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. There is always, and if you're taking notes, I want to encourage you to write this down. I, I've walked with a lot of people in my life of ministry, and I, I just want to share with you that there is always a direct correlation between ongoing tender growth of the soul of a man or the soul of a woman and their personal investment in drinking God's word. I have yet to meet somebody who tells me, John, I'm stagnant, who doesn't also say I've stopped drinking deeply of God's word. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. 2 Timothy chapter 3 says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Paul writes to Timothy, he says, I want you to know that all Scripture is God's breath. You you remember in the very opening pages of the book of uh, Genesis, um, the writer Genesis says, I want you to see how God created uh, human beings. And he gives this picture. He says, God gets down in the mud and the muck, gathers the dirt and the stuff of life, and he forms it into a, a form of a human And then the God of the universe kneels down into the mud. And he hovers over the mud shaped as a human. And he breathes into the dirt. And the dirt comes to life. And the same God who began humanity that way is doing that again today. Like he's, he's gathering the dirt and the muck, which is your life and mine, and he's hovering over the dirt of your life, and he is breathing out, and he's just looking for a man or woman who will inhale. Honestly, you were, last week we talked about Ephesians 2.10, it's not going to be up here on the screen again, but last week in Ephesians 2.10, we were reminded that all of us are God's, does anyone remember Some of you remember the phrase handiwork or masterpiece. And Paul says we were were God's masterpiece, which he formed before time began. Like he had you on his mind and he intentionally and purposefully shaped you. I I want you to have this picture in your mind. You are a high-performance race car. That's what you are. Like the, the best engineer on the planet purposefully designed you, and not just designed you, designed you to win the race. Like the designer designed you to get on the other side of the finish line, to have the checkered flag, you know, waved right in front of your car for you to stand in the winner's circle and hold the trophy. That's God's design for you to win the race that he has specifically designed for you and you alone to run. However, There are a ton of high-performance race cars parked along and around the track, never moving because there's simply no fuel in that tank. And the Father is wanting to breathe into you His life. 2 Timothy chapter 3. He does this so that you can fulfill the uniquely designed mission for your life. And what does God want for you to keep growing? He wants you to breathe in, to drink deeply of His Word. 
Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Does this sound like work, by the way? Anybody, does this sound like Monday through Friday? Okay. Here's the deal. All of us, all of us have to navigate difficult places and difficult times. We got, we got stuff that we're just, it's just being fed into us whether we like it or not, right? You can't escape the messages from the world, right? Okay, that's verse one. Verse two says, but, and I like but. I like but because there's like, hey, even though this is coming and it's coming at you all the time, you're gonna do something different. But those whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditate on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither and whatever they do, they prosper. Drink deeply of God's word. How do you keep growing? How do you keep growing when you've been through it and you're in it right now and stuff is hard and you feel numb and you feel distant? What do you do? You drink deeply of God's word. Put yourself in that position. Now, I want to be, be honest about this passage because sometimes I think in 2023, we don't really fully understand what Jesus is saying. Um, I want to be clear, when Jesus was talking to his disciples in Luke chapter 8, not one of them opened the YouVersion app. Okay? Not one of them. Peter didn't do it, right? Bartholomew didn't do it, right? None of them whipped out their YouVersion app. None of them had an NIV, a numeric standard, an ESV, and the message, the NLT. Not even one of them had the old King James Version in their pocket. Believe it or not. The vast majority of Jesus' followers for hundreds and hundreds of years would not even have access personally to scroll or parchment. If they wanted to hear the Word of God, they had to gather in community. So when Jesus is calling His disciples to drink deeply of God's Word, He's he's calling them to do it, listen, individually, let's not miss that, but He's also calling them to do it corporately. He's calling them to be engaged in and with the local church. Paul writes this in 2 Timothy. He says, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. And he adds this. He says, don't miss this. With those. Can you say with those? With those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. I mean, What you are doing today is you're putting yourself in a position this morning to drink deeply. And I get it. There's a bunch of us this morning that you didn't even give second thought to it. It It's part of your habit. You were excited. You were pumped. But I also want to say that I know some of us in this room, showing up today is really hard. For a whole host of reasons. But you have done an amazing thing. You've put yourself in a position to drink deeply. Keep doing that, my friends. Number two, if you want to keep growing and have this culture of growth in your life, take quick root, okay? Jesus uses the word retain it. So uh, let me explain what retain means. Do you, 
Does this make sense if I say sometimes you hear things, but you don't hear things? You got it? Yeah. So I, this, is a, this is a routine in my house. You know, sometimes we're having a conversation, and my wife will be like, uh, you're not listening. What do you mean I'm not listening? I'm listening. And I'll repeat something back. She says, no, you're still not listening. So I have this amazing capacity to hear, but not hear. Anybody else like that? Yeah, so we have this capacity, like, just not pick up what somebody else is putting down. In fact, I love that phrase. I'll use it often. I'll be like, hey, are you picking up what I'm putting down? You know, I want to know, are you understanding it? Are you letting it sink in? Is it grabbing a hold of you right now? So Jesus is saying, I don't want you just to merely hear things and be entertained by them. I'm not interested in you learning new nuggets so that you can have a little nugget you tuck away in your spiritual trophy chest. I want to know, are you letting it grab you still? As you get older, are you getting more colder? Or are you hungry, hungry for God to grab hold of you as you grab hold of Him? Sometimes... Sometimes uh, listening to God is like, yesterday we played in the backyard a little Frisbee. You know, it was like, oh, spring is here. We toss the Frisbee back and forth. And the game ends when you just sit and watch it float by. You guys, it's real simple, right? You toss the Frisbee, and then you, you grab that thing, right? And if you, if you bounce it off your hands, you're like, next time I'm really going to grab it. And when Jesus talks about retaining, it's like, like a retaining wall. It's like, I want you to grab it, and I want you to hold on to it, and I want you to make it a fortress. I want it to become part of your life. I want you to do something different with my word, not just be entertained by it. Luke tells us, Luke has a part one and part two, by the way, in the New Testament. Part one is the Gospel of Luke, and part two is the book of Acts. So Luke writes a part one and part two. Luke tells us a little bit about the culture of Athens in Acts chapter 17. He says this, all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter three, he says, some are always learning but are never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. It's not just about hearing and grabbing a little nugget that was a neat thing I heard this morning. It's about being hungry to change. You want to keep growing. Even as you're getting older in your faith and older in your years, keep being hungry to do something different today. John chapter 13, Jesus says, now that you know these things, you'll be blessed if you if you do them. When was the last time you expected God to change you? As you're taking notes in a sermon or taking notes while you're reading, when was the last time you you said, oh God, I've got to live different today. This isn't for my husband to hear. This isn't for my wife. This isn't for my study I'm putting on. God, dear God, thank you. I I want to grow. Grab hold of it. And the last one that Jesus gave. I wrote in my notes this. Just stay at it. Hear the word. Grab it. Let it grab hold of you. And number three, 
Just stay at it. Jesus used the word persevere. All through the New Testament, the same word is, is also translated like this, be steadfast or be constant or endure. One scholar says that this word is the New Testament characteristic of a person who is not swerved from their deliberate purpose. Isn't that good? Their deliberate purpose and their loyalty to faith and piety by even the greatest trials and sufferings. You hear what Jesus is asking you and I to do? Saying, you want to keep growing? Then keep going. One translation says it this way, produce what is good despite what life may bring. How do you keep growing? You keep growing because you say, I will not quit. If there's a hurdle in front of me, I will go over it. If there's a mountain in front of me, I will climb it. If there's a valley in front of me, I will wade and muddle my way through it. I won't quit. And friends, I think one of the reasons so many of us struggle to grow and become stagnant in our faith is we simply quit too early. Abraham was 75 years old when he heard the call. He was almost 100 when he received the promise. Moses was 80 years of age when God called him to make the trek back to Egypt to lead the people to the promised land. We are too, too passionate about it happening now. Not recognizing that sometimes God just calls us to be faithful. And I recognize that we're in a day and age where young is everything and some people peak early. But listen, oftentimes the best things take time. I found out this week that the, short, the shortest gestation period of a mammal is uh, 12 days. It's the Virginia possum. I'm giving you, some of you want a nugget today. I'm going to give it to you. Watch this. The longest gestation uh, period of a mammal is 22 months. It's the Indian elephant. Okay? And so here's... Now, I'm not, a, I'm not great at biology, but I, my little bit of Googling um, turned this up. Ready? If you want to be a rodent, literally a rat, 22 days, friends. Right? If you want to be, if you want to be a quarter horse, 330 days. And I'm confident that at the Kentucky Derby, there are both rats and there are quarter horses, okay? One of them is scurrying around the stalls looking for garbage, just trying to eke out an existence. And one of them gets to stand in the winner's circle, okay? And which one do you want to be? So I'm talking about Jason. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Let's not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. How, how do you keep growing? How, how do you keep growing? How do you keep growing? Through the numbness, through the, the slowness, through the fast pace, through the difficulties. How do you keep growing? You got to be in God's Word. You got to drink deeply. You do it individually and communally. Okay? And you just say, this is who I'm going to be. I mean, if you're a young parent and you're struggling, I just want you to know that it's really hard to be a young parent. It's a lot of work to get your kids up on a Sunday morning. Can anybody say amen to that? Right? And if you're a, if you're a parent of teenagers, it's even harder. Because they can brush their own teeth, but they can talk back the whole way. Right? 
and they'll tell you how miserable it is there and how they have no friends and this is worthless and nobody else. They know nobody else has to get up on a Sunday morning and go to church. You're the meanest person on the planet. So I get it. I've been through it. It's hard, right? And I want you to know that if you're much, much older, that your back hurts and that you've clocked in all your hours and nobody needs you and somebody else ought to do it and you're tired and they should understand there's a whole lot of reasons for you to stop, stop drinking deeply communally in the church. My friends, if you're still breathing, God is not done with you. Put yourself in a position to drink deeply. Second, don't just come to God's word, to a small group, to church service with learning for a little nugget, a little bit of entertainment, a little you know, quiver in your liver. It's the God of the universe breathing in. And he doesn't do it to entertain. He does it because he knows everything about you. So grab a hold of it and let it grab a hold of you. And the last thing, and I just, I don't think I can make it cuter. Don't quit. Don't quit when your back is old or when your soul is old. Don't quit. No eye has seen, no ears heard, no mind can conceive what God has prepared for those who love Him. He handpicked you. You're a high-performance race car designed to win the race. Don't settle for stagnant and be sitting on the side of the road and complain the whole time that God doesn't fix it. But He wants to fuel you. I want you to pray with me. Um, we're just going to take a moment and... Uh, I'm going to trust that uh, you have something that you need to pray to God about. I'm going to give you just a second. And you pray whatever you need to pray, and then I'm going to lead us corporately through prayer. Father, my prayer for my friends here in this room, for myself, for, for the kids in the hall, in the classrooms, for the students that are gathering, for the volunteers all around and through this building, it's my prayer. That you keep growing them deeply. This morning, some of us have some commitments, some response that we need to make to the Father. For some of you, maybe it's a, a first-time commitment to Jesus. Let me encourage you that, uh, to make that. It's as simple, 
Paul writes it in Romans chapter 10, verse 13. He says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So right here you can see, Jesus, I've been far, and I'm asking you to save me. Many of us in this room, we have prayed that prayer and watched God do amazing things, but we slid into some despondency. Some We slid into some numbness. We're, we're in a difficult place, and some of you have a, just some, a call to be honest to the Father. Maybe you have been distant from His Word, and maybe you've been distant from His community. Maybe you stopped just being thirsty and hungry, and just take a moment and confess that. It was like this, God, I've been, I've been distracted, I've been numbed into sleepiness, and I'm asking that today, you still in my heart, we still in my heart of thirst for you, grow this soul again. Some of you today might be putting a stake in the ground and say, I'm not quitting, I was thinking about it, <laughs> but I'm not. I, I'm making a recommitment today to run this race as hard as I possibly can until the last day. Jesus, I pray you hear the prayers of your people this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, friends, um, I'm going to shift gears only slightly, okay? Just a slight shifting of gears. Um, last week I talked a little bit about as a church, um, shifting what we're doing for the next 120 days. And so I'm, I'm calling and asking us as a church to take the next 120 days and devote them to prayer. And we're gonna do some things different over the next 120 days. We kicked it off Friday night by our first prayer and worship night that we've had, my gosh, I don't know, in a long, long time. And so it was, we had a great time of worship. We're gonna do two more of those over the course of the next 120 days. We're going to do some prayer walking, walking through our city, um, walking through our neighborhoods. We're going to be doing that. One of the things that I'm, I'm asking and I'm looking for right now is I'm looking for a strategic prayer team. I'd like to have a minimum of 10 people committed to this team. And this team will pray every Sunday morning. Um, they'll arrive early and walk through the halls, pray with people that arrive. But from 10 o'clock until 11.15 during our service, Two to three will gather in a room and pray the entire service. And so I'm looking for some people who would volunteer to be a part of that strategic prayer team. Lucy Patrick, who's been a prayer warrior for us, she does some of that. She's been walking through the halls and praying over volunteers and people. She's going to lead that team. And next Sunday morning at 8.30, I'm going to meet with whoever wants to be a part of it. And you might be nervous, like, what would it mean? Um, I'd like to encourage you to come next Sunday morning. I know it's Memorial Day weekend, so some of you can't make it, but whoever can, once you show up here, right in this room at 8.30 uh, next Sunday, we're going to talk about what it's going to look like. And I'm not asking for those 10 people to do that every week, by the way. We'll set up a rotation so that once or twice a month, you'll be on that, a small team praying. I believe that we're in an amazing time. And I believe God handpicked you and me and this church for this amazing time. And if this church is going to be fruitful, then it's going to start by prayer. 
And so I'd like to invite you to pray with me for the next 120 days. And so I'm going to ask us to pray again right now. So, um, and I'm going to have a couple of people. We have a couple of people um, over here. If you want to pray, Tab's going to be right there. And uh, we have other, Alicia's over here on my left. If you'd like to pray individually with somebody, um, I want you to walk over there and, and you can pray with them. But I'm going to lead us just through a moment of prayer. Then we're going to have a giving back to God moment, and then the team's going to lead us in a closing prayer. I'm a closing song of worship. So would you pray with me again? Father, we look out at our world. We look out at our city, our county, our people. They are a people that you love. The New Testament tells us that um, one day you will gather your elect and this world will be over. But you tarry. You delay. And the reason why you delay in that is that you love people. You are redeeming neighbors and co-workers and friends. You are redeeming men and women all around this building and all around our city. You are redeeming people right now. And your chosen strategy to redeem them is your church. You've sent your people into a dark world to be light and salt, to be city on a hill. And we are asking that you would use this small little church, Discovery Community Church, to be a part, just a part of that mission. We need you. We need you to reorient us, to heal us. Some of us, we're we're still grieving and hurting from a couple of years of just difficulty. Some of us have felt really betrayed by friends, betrayed by the church. We felt not sure we have our place. I pray that you bring a healing where that is necessary. Some of us have become, you know, fearful and reticent about engaging. We're not really sure if it'll be received. I'm praying that you give us a boldness, Father, in this season, this time. Not a boldness that's born out of arrogance, but a boldness that comes from the love of Jesus. And may the love of Jesus fill every conversation. And I pray, Father, in your name that you that you would use the men and women in this room to help men and women find their way back to you. Father God, I'm asking for your power to be on your church. And unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain, and there's been way too much vanity. Forgive us for that. Build something fruitful here. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to have some baskets pass and we encourage you to fill out your connection card. If, you, if it comes by before you got that card filled out, there's, there's all sorts of ways to drop that off. Please drop off that connection card. As soon as the baskets come by, um, the team's going to invite you to stand and just sing this closing song with us this morning.
before, before I leave, keep growing. Okay? Deal? Everybody just say deal. Say deal. Keep growing. Okay. God bless you guys. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. This is my daily bread. This is my daily bread. Your very word spoken to me. This is the air. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. This is my daily bread.
we're not growing. Lord, we thank you so much for this time that we've been together. God, I pray that we don't leave this space without committing to a growth step, Lord, even if it's small, even if it's just some daily time in your word to drink deeply. Lord, maybe there's something that we need to persevere in, retain and remind ourselves, Lord, I pray that you would print that on our hearts and we would not walk out of this space and start our week and forget and let that seed fall. But Lord, that we could plant it right now, right in this moment, in some rich soil. And Lord, that we could tend it this week. Thank you for this word. In your name, amen. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm, I'm encouraged. I hope you are. And I've certainly written down a few things that I need to do this week just to continue to tend that garden, right? It's, I just, I love that illustration. A couple things that um, I just want to remind you of. If you haven't checked it out, and if you do need something to write a little reminder for yourself, um, in the in our worship folder is this, and it's got some great reminders for you. It's also got space on the back to write that little measurable goal maybe that you need to remind yourself of how you can grow and how you can tend your own soil this week. Um, and a couple things I want to point your attention to. Um, remember that right out here in the rotundra, I think we all agree that's called, is that right? No, oh, rotunda, okay. I, I threw the extra Phew. R in and okay. I, I'm Sounds sorry. a little extra special. <laughs> But anyway, right out here, there's a couple tables I want to point your attention to. One is the sports camp table. You guys, if you want to sign up, if you don't even know how you can help, but you're willing to just, you know, do something, go visit, go visit the sports camp table. There's also another table for Special Olympics um, that's coming up at PLU in June. And Dana Green will be out at that table. Dana's usually the one that greets you and gives you your bulletin. And uh, she is eager to sign you up to volunteer. These are great ways for us to... Um, to continue to persevere and continue to produce a crop, right? To, to pour ourselves into our community. So um, that's right there. We've made it so convenient for you. Um, and then today, right after service, I told you I would kind of give you a plan. If you are interested in that listening session, um, that is the one where we're going to be hearing from Pastor John about our relationship with the Southern Baptist Convention. That's happening in room 228, which I believe is down the Kids' Kingdom Hall towards the, towards the end of the hall. And then, if you've got some talent and you're ready to tell some people what you want to do for Disco's Got Talent coming up this summer, that is going to take place in the choir room right after service. The auditions will be there. And the choir room, they will direct you to it. Where is it? Little, okay, so if you go all the way to the basement and then shoot down the long hallway, you'll, you'll hear us, right? Abby and I will be warming up in there. So if you're coming to audition, join us way down the basement all the way down the hall. They'll hear that big gong, right? <laughs> There's no gong. There's no gong. <laughs> That's right. All right. You guys, it's been such a blessing to worship with you and learn together, and I pray that you have a great week. Thank you so much for being here.